It's just after daybreak, and the last group of children is getting shooed into this big coach bus parked outside of a Home Depot off 87th Street in Chicago. And so we're going to be leaving in two minutes. I just got a text. All right, Al, I think that's it. Okay, I think that's it, y'all. Okay, we are ready to rock and roll, Al. It's early. It's chilly, morning, it's everybody. drizzly, it's a Saturday. Can you hear me? It's the kind of day that makes you want to sleep in. If you can hear me, say good morning. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Everybody sounds pretty tired. I mean, almost everybody. Check one, two, check one, two. This is Kadrian. He's nine years old, and he's already had a long day. So first, I wake up at three in the morning, and then I brush my teeth and wash my face, do my hair, and then I go in the car, drive to Chicago, and then I go to the Home Depot till they pick us up. For Kadrian and every other child on this bus, today is pretty special. Today is visiting day. Now I'm not really nervous. I'm excited now. Everybody's excited. Everybody's so excited. Aurora is sitting a few seats away, and she's been making some version of this trip for her entire life. My mom had to go away November 18th before I turned one, and my birthday was November 24th. You know, I'm 20 years old. My mom's been in prison for 20 years now. It's crazy to think about. And like, she's never seen me blow out my candles or anything like that. Um, yeah. Still, Aurora seems like the kind of person who always looks for the bright side. I know it sucks waking up early, but we're on a nice coach bus, and Al is our bus driver. We'll just sit back, relax, and enjoy the trip. We got about a two and a half hour ride down to Lincoln. They put movies on for us. It's real nice and cozy. Everybody's all excited. And it's all good vibes. Nobody knows each other, but it's all like we're coming together because we all got the one thing to do. So, yeah. The one thing today is visiting Logan Correctional Center, a women's prison in Lincoln, Illinois. I don't know. It doesn't feel real. You get too excited and then... I stress out about what I'm going to wear because I want my mom to see me looking nice. So I consider it a holiday for me. It's like Christmas Eve when you're waiting for Santa to come. From WBEZ Chicago and Illinois Public Radio, you're listening to a special holiday edition of Prison Cast an audio and journalism project for people incarcerated in Illinois and their loved ones. I'm Erin Allen. We know the holidays are really hard for families who are separated by incarceration. So the whole point of today's show is to use this radio to connect all of you on the inside with all of you, children and families, on the outside. This broadcast can be heard in prisons and jails all around Illinois right now. We'll feature some special stories being read by incarcerated people for the children they love. We have lots of holiday shout outs we recorded to spread some cheer beyond those prison walls. And we've spent months asking y'all on the inside to tell us the holiday sounds and memories from the outside world that you miss hearing the most. Prison Cast is a show for the community of people directly affected by our carceral system. And almost all the voices you'll hear in this show are from people inside or their loved ones. Whether you're in that community or not, you might know somebody who is. 
We welcome you and your family to listen to some great storytelling, enjoy some cheerful audio, and get a glimpse inside a system that's designed to be invisible. We thought it was appropriate to kick things off aboard that big coach bus because that trip was a part of a program called the Reunification Ride, which creates a special space to bring together incarcerated moms and their children. We're going to hear more voices from that visit later in the show. We'll tell you all about that program and others that help connect incarcerated parents with their kids. So if that sounds like it could help you or somebody you know, get ready to take notes. But first... Are you ready to light this tree? We got a request from one of our listeners that's going to take us to downtown Chicago. Ignacio, inside East Moline Correctional Center, asked us to play sounds from around the city's official Christmas tree. So, executive producer Lauren Frost bundled up and headed to Millennium Park for the tree lighting ceremony. Hello, Chicago! Welcome to the 110th annual City of Chicago Christmas tree lighting ceremony. I'm selling these lights. I sell balloons, I sell Lyle Swords, spinners, I also sell... I'm wearing a necklace of Christmas lights. And I feel Christmassy today. Christmas season is my favorite season, baby. It's just all the joy. Spread it around. I love it. It's my favorite holiday. I get all those presents. So the tree right behind all of you all, that is a 45-foot Colorado blue spruce. Almost 60,000 lights on that tree. That's almost five miles of lights. And you're not going to want to miss when we turn them on because it's coming soon. Oh, it's really pretty. <laughs> it is. It's a 10 out of 10. It's big and shiny. It's shiny. The star at the top is really nice. But it's still kind of bland. It needs some ornaments, some garland, some popcorn. It needs okay, the, okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. <laughs> it, it, need, it needs the whole nine. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, That festive request came to us from Ignacio inside East Moline Prison. Now everybody knows Santa Claus will not visit your home until after y'all kids go to sleep. So if you're a parent, you want your child nestled and all snug in their bed. But if you're a kid, you don't want to go to sleep. Luckily, there's always that perfect middle ground solution. A bedtime story. Hey, pretty girl, this your mama, and I'm reading Fox and Socks for you by Dr. Seuss. Hello, my Jelena. Wanted to read you another book. Hi, I'm Terrence. I'm reading Planes, Wings Around the Globe. Now, we know prison sentences are punishment for adults, but children pay a price, too. Kids with parents in prison miss having holidays and birthdays together, but also those more routine moments of intimacy, like reading bedtime stories. Well, we learned about some creative nonprofits in Illinois that have found a workaround of sorts. They go inside prisons and jails and make audio recordings of grown-ups reading books to the kids in their lives. Then they send children a copy of the book and a copy of the recording so kids can read along at home, listening to their parents' voice. A couple of these groups reached out to prison cast more than a year ago, and we were so moved by the way they use audio to connect families. There's so much love and longing in these recordings, and we wanted to share some of them with you. 
So over the past several months, these organizations helped us take our own microphones inside of a couple prisons and jails. Are you working? We made some of our own recordings, added some music and sound design, and we're going to play a few of them for a little holiday story hour this afternoon. This show got big help from the groups Companions Journeying Together, Lutheran Social Services of Illinois, and Contextos. We're going to tell you about all those organizations and how to get in touch with them later in the show. But first, let's get into some stories. These are excerpts from the book It's Snowing, It's Snowing by Jack Proletsky. They're read by Stephen inside Danville Correctional Center for his granddaughter. It's snowing, it's snowing. Snow carpets the ground that's whiter than paper and whiter than milk and whiter than a polar bear fur. It's snowing, it's snowing. It drifts into mounds. Our cars hidden under a hill. Snow covers the rooftops, embraces the trees, and blankets my own windowsill. It's snowing, it's snowing. I run like a hound. I rump and I roll like a fool. It's snowing, it's snowing. And if my luck holds, this morning they'll close down the school. That was Stephen inside Danville reading It's Snowing, It's Snowing by Jack Proletsky. Sound design came from Alex Keefe. Thank you to the volunteers at Lutheran Social Services of Illinois for helping make that recording possible. Right after Stephen finished reading, he had a little message for his granddaughter. I hope you like it, G-Baby. Happy Christmas and enjoy your holidays and I love you. Actually, a lot of incarcerated readers you'll hear in this show recorded similar messages along with the stories. So we want to play some for their families to hear. I just want to say, baby, that I love you. Like I always tell you, be your own person, uh, confidence, and be honest with your friends because honesty will take you a long way, baby. I love you, baby girl. I love you so much, Jasmine. I hope you really enjoy this book. I picked it because your light in my life has made me fly as high as Dusty. So talk to you soon. I'm thankful for you being my daughter and being so amazing, smart, and great. And I want to tell you, I love you so much, my baby. I love you. I love you. Daddy misses you with all his heart. I love you. I miss you. And I'm glad we still have a line of communication. God bless you, baby. Love you. Mia, Mateo, and Italy. Have a wonderful holiday. Love you, babies. I love you, Romaya. Keep reading your books and do good in school. Love you, Mike Carroll. I love you, Mozzie. And I hope to come home to you soon. I love you. We heard there from Roberto, Terrence, Jaime, Christy, Angel, Romello, and Michael. Before we hit the break, we're going to take you to a little holiday party on the south side of Chicago. Hi, I'm Julie Anderson. I am the Outreach Director at Restore Justice. Today we are doing Christmas early. Early because it takes a little longer for mail to get inside the Department of Corrections. So back in November, a group of family members, friends, and advocates got together and signed Christmas cards for people in Illinois prisons. We have about 150 cards to send in to the guys inside. Everybody leaves a little message. and. We take photos that we can put inside the card because the guys love to get pictures. At the gathering, people also recorded shout-outs and well-wishes for their loved ones inside. 
My name is Johnny, and I'm speaking to my brother, Billy, that's in Danville Correctional Facility. And I just want to wish you a happy holidays. Stay strong and keep your head up and always stay positive. My name is Esther, and I want to give a shout out to Darnell, my nephew, who I love immensely. I'm sending this hug for you. You feel it? You know I'm hugging. I love you, man. Take care. Be safe. Hi, my name is Michelle. I want to send out a happy holidays to my dad. I love you, daddy. Hi, this is uh, Grandma Veda, and this is a message for Ricky, my grandson. This one goes out to my brother, Ricky. My son, Ricky, who is in Pickneyville. Ricky, you know I love and miss you all the time. I'm always thinking of you and want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I love you so very much. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Very Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Holidays. Merry Christmas, brothers. I miss you and we'll see you soon. There is plenty more to come on this PrisonCast holiday special from WBEZ Chicago and Illinois Public Radio. Coming up, we'll hear about a program that trains returning citizens to become chefs and cook a scrumptious holiday meal. Also, we'll take a stroll down the yellow brick road. Stay with us. Good afternoon and happy holidays. You're listening to a special edition of Prison Cast from WBEZ Chicago and Illinois Public Radio. This is a statewide holiday special for people incarcerated in Illinois and their loved ones. I'm Erin Allen. The point of today's show is to connect you families on the outside, especially you children, with all of you folks on the inside. We're going to play some more recorded stories from incarcerated parents in a minute. But first, we want to tell you about the partner organizations that have been making these storybook recordings for decades and who made this whole show possible. Ever since 1976, I have been corresponding with hundreds and hundreds of prisoners. Jana Miner is the founder of Companions Journeying Together. They run something called Aunt Mary's Storybook Project. She says it all started when one of her volunteers had an idea to record incarcerated parents reading to their kids and then giving the kids a copy of the recording. She says research shows better outcomes for children and parents if they stay connected while serving time. So if somehow we can help those children, and what better way through a good book and encouraging literacy? Aunt Mary's storybook has been around for 30 years now, and Jana has lots of stories. We had a woman who contacted us and said her child was like eight, nine months old, and he reacted when he heard his father's voice. And it meant a lot to her that he still could hear his father's voice. And hers isn't the only storybook project in Illinois correctional facilities. We have stories of families that have written and said their child goes to sleep listening to the recording of mom reading to them and playing it over and over again. This is Kevin Copeland with Lutheran Social Services of Illinois. It's one of the largest social service providers in the state, and they also have a storybook project. Children need to know that mom and dad love them. And, you know, when you're reading together, when you're reading a story with your child, that's a bonding time. That's a time to let the child know I love you. Even though you're not physically in the home, you can still make that connection. After decades, Jana Miner says she's still inspired to do this work because the vast majority of people in prison will get out 
and come back home. How do we want them to come home? Do we want them to come home more bitter? Or do we want them to have a chance to, to develop whatever they need so they can come home and be good neighbors? Companions Journeying Together does storybook recordings at Cook, DeKalb, Kane, Kendall, and Will County Jails, also at Sheridan and Menard Prisons, and the Joliet Treatment Center. And we also have to thank another group called Contextos. We're airing one of their recordings from Cook County Jail, where they run a writing program, among many other things. You can get the details on all of these organizations at wbez.org slash prisoncast. If you're incarcerated and want to learn more, write us a letter and we'll connect you. Send it to WBEZ PrisonCast, 848 East Grand Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60611. We'll repeat that address at the end of the show. Let's get into another storybook. This one's a holiday classic, The Polar Express by Chris Van Allsburg. AJ inside Danville is reading these excerpts for his kids. On Christmas Eve, many years ago, I lay quietly in my bed. I did not rustle the sheets. I was listening for a sound. A sound a friend had told me I'd never hear. The ringing bells of Santa's sleigh. There is no Santa, my friend had insisted, but I knew he was wrong. Late that night, I did hear sounds, though not of ringing bells. From outside came the sound of hissing steam and squeaking metal. I looked through my window and saw the train standing perfectly still in front of my house. It was wrapped in an apron of steam. Snowflakes fell lightly around it. A conductor stood at the open door of one of the cars. All aboard, the conductor cried out. I ran up to him. Well, he said, are you coming? Where, I asked. Why to the North North Pole, of course. This is the Polar Express. I took his outstretched hand and he pulled me aboard. The train was filled with other children, all in their pajamas and nightgowns. We sang Christmas carols and ate candies with nougat centers as white as snow. We drank hot cocoa as thick and rich as melted chocolate bars. Outside, the lights in towns and villages flickered in the distance as the Polar Express raced northward. The mountains turned into hills, the hills to snow-covered plains. We crossed the barren desert of ice, the great polar ice cap. Lights appeared in the distance. There, the conductor said, is the North Pole. It was a huge city standing alone at the top of the world, filled with factories where every Christmas toy was made. At first we saw no elves. They are gathering at the center of the city, the conductor told us. That is where Santa will give the first gift of Christmas. Who receives the first gift, we all asked. The conductor answered, he will choose one of you. Look, shouted one of the children. We saw hundreds of elves. As our train drew closer to the center of the North Pole, we slowed to a crawl. So crowded were the streets with Santa's helpers. When the Polar Express could go no farther, we stopped and the conductor led us outside. In front of us stood Santa's sleigh. The reindeer were excited. They pranced and paced, ringing the silver sleigh bells that hung from their harness. It was a magical sound like nothing I'd ever hear. Across the circle, the elves moved apart and Santa Claus appeared. He marched over to us and pointed to me and said, Let's have this fellow here. 
He jumped into his sleigh. The conductor handed me up. I sat on Santa's knee. He asked, now what would you like for Christmas? I knew that I could have any gift I could imagine. But the thing I wanted most was not inside Santa's giant bag. What I wanted more than anything was one silver bell from Santa's sleigh. I asked Santa smiled. Then he gave me a hug and told an elf to cut a bell from a reindeer's harness. The elf tossed it up to Santa. He stood holding the bell above him and called out. The first gift of Christmas. A clock struck midnight as the elves roared their approval. Santa handed the bell to me and I put it in my bathrobe pocket. The conductor helped me down from the sleigh. Santa shouted out the reindeer names and cracked his whip. His team charged forward and climbed into the air, then disappeared into the cold, dark polar sky. As soon as we were back inside the Polar Express, the other children asked to see the bell. I reached in my pocket, but the only thing I felt was a hole. I had lost the silver bell from Santa's sleigh. The train gave a sudden lurch and we started moving. We were on our way home. It broke my heart to lose the bell when the train reached my house. I sadly left the other children. I stood in my doorway and waved goodbye. The conductor cupped his hands. Merry Christmas, he shouted. The Polar Express let out a loud blast from its whistle and sped away. On Christmas morning, my little sister Sarah and I opened our presents. When it looked as if everything had been unwrapped, Sarah found one last small box behind the tree. It had my name on it. Inside was the silver bell. There was a note found on this seat of my sleigh. Fix that hole in your pocket. Signed, Mr. C. I took the bell and made the most beautiful sound my sister and I had ever heard. But my mother said, oh, that's too bad. Yes, said my father, it's broken. When I was shaking the bell, my parents had not heard a sound. At one time, most of my friends could hear the bell. But as years passed, it fell silent for all of them. Even Sarah found one Christmas that she could no longer hear its sweet sound. Though I've grown old, the bell still rings for me, as it does for all who truly believe. Those were excerpts from The Polar Express, read by AJ. We recorded that inside Danville Correctional Center. Sound design came from Alex Keefe. Thanks to Lutheran Social Services for helping us make that recording. We're going to get into another story in a minute, but first... 
On Prison Cast, we like to ask folks inside what sounds they miss hearing from the outside world. Then we try to find them and play them on this show. This time, we asked you for holiday memories, and so many of you mentioned food. Michael, inside Western Illinois Correctional Center, spoke for a lot of you when he wrote, quote, it's really just the togetherness, the laughter, the hugs, kisses, and all that good food. So to bring you the sounds of a holiday meal, we visited a group on the west side of Chicago that serves people returning from incarceration, St. Leonard's Ministries. Hi, I'm Chef Golden Moore. I am the culinary instructor, and here we offer a 10-week training program where we get the men and women that have been impacted by justice ready to re-enter the workforce, more specifically cooking and hospitality industry. Everything you see here is in any professional kitchen. So when they do go to these jobs, they're empowered. Oh, I've worked with this. I've seen that. This isn't a daunting experience that I may have envisioned it to be. My name is Sawana. Okay, so tell me what you're, what you're working on here. We're doing a, um, potatoes, El Grande. We're using the cheese. We use thyme, butter, and cream to make the sauce. So this is the sauce right here. My name is Charles Miles. Yeah, I'm, I'm Chef Charles. <laughs> this is rosemary, which gives it flavor I'm gonna put on top. On top of the chicken. Did you like cooking? Well, yeah, I love cooking, uh, but it's something else I wanted to achieve, which is my uh, food sanitation and food handling certificate. And so I came here and took this course. Then, you know, it can open doors. Yeah, you're official. Yeah, then I'm official, exactly. <laughs> in, a, in a dream world, you know, what, what is your position? What do you, what do you want to be doing? Well, my dream world, I want to run a food truck, run my own business, my own restaurant, you know. Uh, my name's Bob. And I'm only making green beans today. There ain't much you can do with green beans. But I looked them up and they got folate and potassium in them, which is anti-inflammatory in them, good for your heart. So heat them up on the stove and throw some garlic and spice them up. So when the holidays come around, do you celebrate holidays? Oh yeah, with well, my family. I still have a mom that's alive, and my brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews. Who's doing all the cooking? Not me. <laughs> no. um, my sister and my niece. You're going to have to get in there now. You know how to make some strings. I told them that, too, you know. I've been sending them pictures, you know, what I've been preparing here. Uh, uh, I don't think they're going to let me in their kitchen. <laughs> Bob, you're going to carve the chicken like you did last time, right? You want me to clean your space right here, right? Okay. We have roasted chicken. We have the um, aguatin potatoes. The green beans are sauteed. So uh, y'all enjoy y'all the uh, plate. Wow, this is so good. Wow, that's flavor. We prepared this and the skill that I have to do this and I'm just in a class coming from 
prison and being into a program that gives people the second chance, the, the opportunity to show what creativity that God gave them. And if our political leaders see that in the people, they can stop the recidivism. Thank you to the crew at St. Leonard's for welcoming prison cast into your kitchen. The group provides housing, job training, and counseling for folks getting out of prison. You can learn more about St. Leonard's and its reentry services at wbez.org slash prisoncast. If you're inside, you can send us a letter. We'll repeat our address one more time at the end of the show. But first, let's hear another bedtime story. Carl is going to take us all the way to the Emerald City with this reading for his kids. Hey, baby, this is your daddy, Carl. I love y'all. Hope y'all listen to this together. I'm finna read y'all The Wizard of Oz. This is Dorothy. How do you do? This is her little dog, Toto. Roof! Dorothy lives on a farm with her uncle Henry and Aunt Anne. One day a vicious cyclone whirls through their home and carries Dorothy and Toto to the land of Oz. They're greeted by the good witch of the north. Hello. She gives Dorothy a special pair of shoes and tells her to follow the yellow brick road to the Emerald City where the great wizard of Oz will help her find a way home. On the way, Dorothy meets a scarecrow. I want a brain. A tin man. I long for a heart. A cowardly lion. I wish I had some courage. We are on our way to the Emerald City to see the Great Oz. The Wicked Witch of the West tries to stop them, but Dorothy outsmarts her. In a minute I shall melt away. When they reach the Emerald City, the wonderful wizard grants them each a gift. A brain for the scarecrow. I feel wise indeed. A heart for the tent men. Isn't it a beauty? And courage for the cowardly lion. How do you feel? Full of courage. The wizard tells Dorothy, click her shoes together three times and shout, take me home to my aunt. In a flash, she and Toto are back home on the farm once more. I hope y'all just enjoyed that. I love y'all. Daddy, see you soon. That recording came from Carl inside Cook County Jail. 
Thank you to Contextos for providing that audio. Sound design came from Lauren Frost. Contextos also runs a writing program inside the jail, which produces some beautiful, powerful memoirs written by folks inside. There's a link to those, including Carl's, at wbez.org slash prisoncast. Before we head into the break, we've got one more holiday sound request we want to play. Francisco inside Sheridan Prison writes, My favorite family tradition was going around the table during Thanksgiving, thanking God and family for being together and enjoying food with good company. Amen. Well, we got in touch with Francisco's fiance, Erica. On Thanksgiving Day, Erica made a recording of this tradition and sent it to PrisonCast. We thank you, Lord, and we pray thanks for this meal and for our family and friends, everybody who could be here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen! Everybody feeling, I was like, wait, I don't have a baby. Wait, I don't have shorts. Wait, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. And my mom was there, so it was really awful. I am thankful for everybody at this table, so thankful for each and every one of you. Really happy to just be here today and... I miss you guys like crazy at Christmas, so I am so um, thankful that we can be together because we don't get to do this often. You know, mm-hmm. it's nice when we can all come together and just be crazy together. I'm thankful that my family. Um, no, it's been fantastic, and you guys treat me like family, and I and I love every single one of you guys, and uh, yeah, very grateful. Cheers. Love that song. Thanks again to Erica for recording those Thanksgiving sounds to share with Francisco and with us. As we head into the break, we're going to do a song request. John, inside Centralia Correctional Center, asked to hear, What Child Is This? John's mom used to play it on the stereo as they opened Christmas presents. And John writes, the song brings tears to my eyes. You're listening to Prison Cast from WBEZ Chicago and Illinois Public Radio. Still ahead on the program, we'll hear some holiday messages from the folks inside Logan Correctional Center, and we'll play a sound request that takes us all the way to Alaska. Stay with us. Hello, everyone. My name is Nelson. I'm a former juvenile lifer. From the age of 17 to 47, I was incarcerated. I've been home just over three years, and I want to send a shout-out to all the guys that's been locked up for a very long time, the ones that's coming home and the ones that's not. I know sometimes it feel like y'all not on nobody's minds, but, bro, believe me, y'all in our hearts, y'all in our minds, and we're trying to bring y'all home. Uh, happy holidays and, and, and Merry, Merry Christmas. Welcome back to this special holiday episode of Prison Cast from WBEZ Chicago and Illinois Public Radio. I'm your host, Erin Allen. 
And today's show is all about connecting families with the people they love who are incarcerated across Illinois, which is why we've spent months recording dedications and stories from people inside prisons and jails. And we're going to play more of those in a bit. We also asked what sounds of the holiday season you missed hearing most from the outside world. And we got a couple requests for that quintessential sound of winter, snow. But here in Illinois, we've only had a few light flurries so far. So we're going to take you all the way up to Anchorage, Alaska, where reporter Zachariah Hughes found some real snow and brought us this audio. Uh, It's about maybe 19 degrees, 20 degrees, and it has been raw and cold and icy. The ice has like a crunch to it right now. Chester Creek flowing through Anchorage. And there's a little duck that hasn't left town yet swimming by through the creek. Oh, I'm at the end of the trail. home, but there were two moose fighting outside of my daughter's daycare this morning when I was dragging her on her sled there, and so that is between here and home, and if I see them, try to get some moose sounds. Okay, sorry, no moose. No moose. But lots of wintry snow sounds. Thank you, Zachariah Hughes, for recording those sounds of winter from Anchorage, Alaska. Listening to that makes me think of a winter night in Chicago. You're trudging through the snow, just trying to get where you're going. And you happen to just look up and see the stars. It's like the best change in perspective. So let's go to the stars. Here's a storybook recording from Alexia. She's reading The Stuff of Stars by Marion Dane Bauer for her cousin, CJ. Hi, CJ. This is your cousin, Alexia, and I'm going to read you a book called The Stuff of Stars. I love you. I miss you. In the dark, in the dark, in the deep, deep dark, a speck floated invisible as thought, weighty as God. There was yet no time, there was yet no space, no up, no down, no edge, no center. No earth with soaring hawks, scaldling beetles, trees reaching for the sky, there was no sky, no you, no me, only the speck, waiting, waiting. And then the beginning of the beginning of all beginnings went bang. 
and in a trillionth of a second, our universe was born. A cloud of gas unfolded, unfurled, zigged, zagged, stretched, collided, expanded, expanded, expanded. Bits bumped, gathered, fused. And throughout the cosmos, stars caught fire, trillions of stars, but still no planets to attend those stars. And if no planets, then no oceans, no mountains, no hippopotami, no violets blooming in a shadowy wood, no cricket singing to the night, no day, no night. The stars burned and burned. They burned so long and so hot that some of them exploded, slinging stardust everywhere. And the ash of those dying stars gathered into planets and the planet circled other stars. But still, no bluebirds, no butterflies, still no snails, no giraffes, still no you, no me. The planets closest to their star stayed very hot. The ones far away grew very cold. But one lucky planet, a fragile blue ball we call Earth, was neither too far nor too near. It circled its yellow star, the one we call the sun, from just the right distance and with just the right tilt, to be somewhere warm, sometimes cool. Perfect for turning that starry stuff into jellyfish, spiders, into ferns and sharks, into daisies and galloping horses. Again and again, stardust gave birth to stardust. Dinosaurs lived and died, making room for humans. Our great-great-great-grandparents and all before them lived and died, making room for more and more children. Then one day, in the dark, in the dark, in the deep, deep dark, another speck floated, invisible as dreams, special as love. Waiting, waiting, diving, changing, growing, until at last, you burst into the world. You and the velvet moss, the caterpillars, the lions. You and the singing whales, the larks, the frogs. You and me loving you, all of us, the stuff of stars. That was Alexia inside Kane County Jail reading The Stuff of Stars. Sound design came from Lauren Frost. Thanks to the group Companions Journeying Together for getting us inside to make that recording. Before we wrap up this prison cast holiday special, we're going to hear more from that family bus trip to Logan Correctional Center we started with at the top of the show. What are we going to bring inside? Who knows what we're going to bring with us? Our IDs, that's right. Do not bring anything else inside. So Once the reunification ride arrives at Logan, we head to a big prison gymnasium with white walls and fluorescent lights. But the folks there have taped up dozens of paper snowflakes and stockings and snowmen. The kids will come running in to hug their moms any minute now. It almost feels like a Christmas morning. This is Margaret. We heard from her daughter, Aurora, on the bus earlier. It's hard to sleep. I wake up early for the anticipation. We, like, really do look forward to it. 
Just then, the kids start to stream in. They run to their mothers with smiles and kisses and maybe the squeeziest hugs you've ever seen. The families play games, make gingerbread houses, and share a meal together. Some of the incarcerated people also wanted to share some holiday love with y'all on the outside. So of course, we brought our microphones. My name is Sarah. I would like to shout out to all the volunteers in the world. People who help feed the homeless, give them blankets and coats. There was a time in my life when I too was homeless and needed those resources. So a shout out and a very Merry Christmas to all of the homeless people in need and the people that volunteer and do a good work. I look forward to joining you all when I come home. Hi, my name is Trina Zakiki. My dad, Rodney Winfield, my sister, Latanya Wilson, I love all you guys. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and you guys are very special in my heart. Hi, my name is Vanity. I love all of my family, and I really appreciate them for supporting me through this because it's a very tough time being away from my family and my children specifically. My name is Sarah. I want to send a shout out to my nieces and my nephew, Kira, Aria, Silas, and Kamara telling them Merry Christmas and I love them so much and can't wait to spend the holidays with them soon. Hi, I'm Angel, um, Brittany, Edward, Emmanuel, and Imani. I love you all so much. I miss you all. To all my wonderful grandbabies, I love you all with everything that I have and everything in my being. Hi, this is Angie B. And um, I just want to say it's been a long 30 years without my family. I love and miss you all. Hi, my name is Yolanda, and I just want to send a shout out to my seven daughters and my grandbaby Nyla and the unborn that's on its way. I love you guys. Keep your head up. And mommy will be home soon. Love you. My name is Paige, and I want to make a shout out to Jaden. Jordan, Jasmine, Anthony, and Jaquarius, and I wish you guys Happy New Year and a Merry Christmas, and Mommy will be home soon. Hi, everybody. This is Miriam. I just want to say Happy Holidays to everybody. I want to give a special thanks out to my parents, my children, my siblings. Like, you are my heart. Hi, my name is DeBronca, and I want to send a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to my beautiful children, Janelle, Brian, Cheyenne, Marcus, and Marcellus. Your mom wants you to know that after 18 years, my love for you has not failed. I love you, I miss you, and have great holidays. I'm Valerie, coming from Logan Correctional Center. I had a Christmas here with my wife, and she did 12 days of Christmas for me and gave me a gift every day for 12 days up until Christmas. That was like the best I ever experienced, and I love her for that. Hey, my name is Latrell. A uh, holiday tradition of ours is cooking together. My cousin Gerald singing Silent Night, the one by the Temptations. He would sing and try to hit the notes and everything is memorable. And he still do it when I call on Christmas TV there. They all wear the same pajamas. He sing for me over the phone. I'm Lacey, 
see. I have a couple memories of my children opening their presents around the tree. I miss the moments just being able to watch them open their presents. I just miss them dearly. But hopefully they can um, hear my voice on the radio and get a sense of mom. Thanks to the reunification ride for helping us get inside to record that audio. Those visits are organized by the Women's Justice Institute, Moms United Against Violence and Incarceration, and Nehemiah Trinity Rising with legal support from Ascend Justice. You can find more information on that program and see some powerful photos from our visit at wbez.org slash prisoncast. You'll also find a post about this episode near the top of the page that has information about all the organizations we've mentioned in this show if you want to get in touch or volunteer. If you are incarcerated, send us a letter and we'll connect you. Mail it to WBEZ Prison Cast, 848 East Grand Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60611. And that's it for this special holiday edition of Prison Cast. Thank you for spending your afternoon with us. Our executive producer is Lauren Frost and our lead editor is Alex Key. Editing help also came from Rob Wildeboer and Shannon Heffernan. Audio help came from Dave Miska and Sean Ali, and our photographer is Manuel Martinez. We owe a big thanks to the storybook organizations that made this project possible, Companions Journeying Together, LSSI, and Contextos, and to all the partners that help with PrisonCast. You can find a list of them at wbez.org slash prisoncast. Special thanks goes to Alexis Mansfield, the staff at Kiwani Horizons, and to our fearless leader and cheerleader, Tracy Brown. I'm your host, Erin Allen. And before I go, today's show was about connecting families. But I know there are a lot of people who are not in touch with their loved ones, which can make this time of year really hard. I want you to know that we are thinking about you. And all of us at PrisonCast, we wish you the best this holiday season.